Okay, good morning. Nice to have you here again. Um, today is Chaf Aleph Shvat. Um, we're in this journey of Parak Chaf Gimel. It's one of those things again where like, we spend a whole week learning Parak Chaf Gimel and then Shabbos is going to be the entire Parak Chaf Dalet. So that's kind of fun. Um, it's Chaf Aleph Shvat. Tomorrow's Chaf Bez Shvat, which is a whole thing of it in itself, but we won't go there right now. You know, really, everything is kind of the same. Like, the connection between this and Chafeshvad and everything. But, alas, it's come inside. <laughs> so, Baratov Gimel, we are talking about the unity that we experience with Hashem when we do a mitzvah. Why are we talking about that? What is going on there? Essentially, we're talking about this bigger story going on of our essential unity with God. That... We have this place inside of us that sees reality from this place of mamish achtos Hashem, like from a place of. I don't think that there's a world and then there's me and then there's God who made us. It's there's oneness. There's one story going on, and every every ounce of reality is part of that oneness and part of that one big story. And from that place, a mitzvah is the most natural expression of what I want to be doing with my life because. To begin with, my DNA, imagine if like you one day discovered that like your DNA, like the thing that was making you was, I don't know, like, like pickles or like something like, like naturally what you would then come to want. Oh, I, oh, I have an, I just thought of an example. Somebody who discovers one day that like their biological parent is like actually not their parent, right? We always see what ends up happening to that person. They end up going on this wild chase. They'll go to the ends of the earth to find that parent, right? Because they suddenly realize, like, this is who I am. I can't just, like, ignore this. Or, like, my grandfather, towards the end of his life, he would spend hours and hours on the computer, like, on, like, the genealogy websites, <laughs> like, looking for, like, all his lost relatives and whatever. Like, it was, like, this thing coming out of him as his life was ending of, like, just kind of, like, I want to be connected to the people who are mine. And, like, that's what we're saying here. We're saying that, the DNA of the, the, the few chapters before this, where the DNA of the world is Hashem, is Ratzayin Ha'elyan, is the Atzmas is the Ensev. Now we're saying, what is that Ratzayin Ha'elyan? It's not only like God, ethereal God, it's Hashem as He's desiring a relationship with us. It's Hashem as He's desiring communication between us and Him. And again, the flip side of that is it's us as we're desiring connection with Him. It's one and the same. And from that place, that Ratzon Ha'elian is, is responsible for creating all of reality. The, the DNA of the world, if you were to pull back the layers of this is a table, you would find Ratzon Ha'elian. And what is Ratzon Ha'elian? Hashem's desire for connection with us. So what's the most natural next step of what I do with this table? I do a mitzvah. Because a mitzvah is the expression of that desire, of that, of that love happening. It actually makes a lot of sense. It's very interesting. <laughs> like, it's not so complicated. Um, it makes a lot of sense until you start, like, old habits come back. You know what I mean? Of, like, a mitzvah is not connection. A mitzvah is a command. You know what I mean? Like, this is Hashem telling us what to do. Like, somebody was talking to me yesterday after the Tanya class. Like, it's like, what, like, like yeah, it sounds all nice to say that this is a communication, but, like, no, this is, these are commandments. And it's like, how do we merge those two? Of like, Hashem is telling us what to do. And then Hashem is saying, like, Gehenna. And Hashem is saying all these things. And then we're also saying that the DNA of reality is Hashem's love for us. 
So it's like, how does it all go together? And it, I don't know, you know what I mean? But I know that like, it, we can lean in, you know what I mean? To, to the, it's a mystery here. We're not talking about something that like is clear. We're talking about the depth of the universe. <laughs> like we're literally talking about like the underlying secret of all of reality. Like we don't usually go here. You know what I mean? So the fact that it's not perfectly sensible and not perfectly aligning, okay, like, and that's what, going back, that's what the altar says at the beginning of Tanya, like, no, this is not going to perfectly align with your mind. You're not going to read this book and be like, oh, that makes so much sense. I totally get that. And the says, don't think that that's the problem. Notice that at your gates, at your shear, at your space where you're going to be having that wall up saying like, I don't know about this, that's where Hashem is found. Hashem isn't found beyond you. Hashem is found inside of you. And like, like we were saying the past few days, like your limitations, quote unquote, limitations, are made of the same stuff as the Atmos, are made of the same stuff as the infinity that you experience. There's, there's no differentiation. Animal soul and God the soul are made of one Atmos and so. Kli Pankadusha is made of one Atmos. Like, it's all oneness. So, okay. Um, so today, Daltar basically continues on talking about this unity that we're experiencing but it's interesting there's a big differentiation between the beginning of the chapter and the end of the chapter and to be true to, be true to Tanya I want to express that for a second the beginning of Tanya, the beginning of this chapter is not talking about the experience that we have through doing a mitzvah it's specifically talking about what happens when we do a mitzvah it's as if like it's almost like what the altar was saying that when we do a mitzvah Regardless of whether or not you feel it or not, you are engaged in intimacy with God. You are touching and enwrapped in and enclosed in and fully immersed within a unity with God and within the Ratzayin Ha'elyan that you have specifically when you do a mitzvah. Later in the chapter, the author is going to talk about the emotional experience that comes as the result of that, but it's two separate components. It's kind of like saying that, like, like, What? You're doing exactly. But what's and what's happening when you're doing it, even without the emotional experience, is still happening. But there, it's like almost like there's two there's two there's two things going on every time we do a mitzvah. Um, today, the altar continues on, basically talking about Torah and saying that with learning Torah, there's a whole other unity that's happening even beyond the unity that's happening with mitzvahs. I just want to make this differentiation very quickly that when we say a unity that's happening, I hope that this is clear by now because this is really where the altar of it, like it's almost like because of the past few chapters, altar was assuming that when I say and when we're learning the unity that's happening, we're feeling and we're, hey, good morning. We're, we're understanding what that actually means. And really based on the past few chapters, what the unity that's happening when we do a mitzvah means is that I'm leaning in to real reality. Like, essentially, we should always be doing mitzvahs. Now, what's interesting is that, like, what is a mitzvah? A mitzvah is, uh, we could be doing a mitzvah every second of the day. Like, and we wouldn't necessarily look like crazy people. Like, I'm not sure that a mitzvah isn't also taking a walk down the park, taking a walk. You know what I mean? Like, what is mitzvah? Mitzvah is being in a state of connection with Hashem and doing whatever Hashem wants us to do at any given moment. So, sometimes that means tying your shoes the right way, and sometimes that means walking from here to there and sometimes that means sleeping and sometimes that means you know I mean it means many different things but being in the state of this unity 
is the baseline of reality. Like we're not going somewhere. We're just uncovering what the DNA of reality actually is. When, so when we learn Torah, though, we're actually engaged in this unity in a way that's even beyond. The altar said that mitzvahs are like the examples of like body to soul unity and chariot to rider unity. But the, with Torah, we're actually engaged with a kind of unity that is even beyond that. And it's the unity of basically your thoughts within your own mind. Because what's happening when we learn Torah is it's not only that like us and Hashem are becoming one, but Hashem is actually immersed fully within me. Why? Because when I think words of Torah, I'm essentially thinking Hashem, because Torah and Hashem are one. So when I immerse with words of Torah, Hashem's, the Ratzon Ha'elyon, it's like until now we were talking about, we, the Ratzon Ha'elyon causes the mitzvahs. The mitzvahs are like the act of the Ratzon Ha'elyon. The Ratzon Ha'elyon is intimacy with, with Yedin. Also Ratzon Ha'elyon is Torah. When I do a mitzvah, I am expressing that Ratzon Ha'elyon. When I learn Torah, I'm actually immersed with the Ratzon Ha'elyon because the Torah is the Ratzon Ha'elyon. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, um, I feel like I say this all the time. But, well, recently, I think more than the beginning of Tanya. But to me, like, these parts of Tanya, like, specifically this chapter and the next chapter, like, the depth within it is so real, but it's also, like, it takes a second. Like, it's very easy, even for me. I think I get, like, a little bit triggered when I'm teaching it because I hear my own voices saying, like, almost like writing it off. Like, okay, we're talking about Torah again. We're talking about mitzvahs again. We're talking about the unity with Hashem that's created to mitzvahs again. Like, like we talk, we've talked about this so many times throughout our lives, and we've heard about this so many times. Like, oh, power mitzvah, power mitzvah, power mitzvah, power mitzvah. Like, and it's like, I myself hear a voice that's just, like, writing it off. But then I'm also, in learning this, I'm discovering, like, the depth of beauty here and the depth of realness here that's so transcendent of all of the ways of learning it that I've learned it in the past. But as I'm teaching it, I'm like, am I giving that across? And even if I am giving that across, even if I'm experiencing that in myself, like, like, I want you guys to feel it. But then it's like, wait, how can I expect you guys to feel it if I'm not even there? It's like, there's so much going on in my mind. But it's all stemming from this, like, place of seeing, <coughs> seeing these chapters as the altar. I've like, really talking about this thing that we talk about a lot in a very new, profound way. And in a way that isn't just, like, it's it's this it's this it's this part it's the continuation of this whole thing of kikar Lacha. That's what we're still talking about. How this whole concept of Torah mitzvahs, it's not like something that's like I hold in my hand. <laughs> like I go through life holding this package of Torah mitzvahs. Like, oh I, I was created in this world, Hashem asks me to serve him, and so I'll do Torah mitzvahs to serve him. It's like this it's this tur- it's like this whirlwind shift. <laughs> and it's like suddenly I'm seeing myself with a different reflection. I'm seeing myself not as somebody who, oh, I was created, and so I'll do Torah mitzvahs because that's the purpose of my creation, or because I'm alive, and the way to connect to Hashem is to do Torah mitzvahs, and so I'll do Torah mitzvahs. It's like every cell in my body, literally every cell in my body, like every molecule of life, the breath, the, the, the atoms creating it, like the, the breath of Hashem creating it is is Ratzon Ha'elyon. <laughs> like, is this desire for a relationship between Yidin and Hashem. Mitzvah isn't part two of that. Mitzvah and Torah, it's like, it's one and the same with, re- with, 
with the creation of the world, like with reality being existing right now. It's not like, do you get what I'm saying? It's like, it's just a, and it's like for me even to talk, to say words like that, it's like, huh? Like, but it's like, cause, and I think the reason why it's so hard to even like talk it is because it's a radical shift. We usually just start and end with like, okay, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Like, I am I, I'm alive. And now, okay, how can I connect to Hashem? Let's do a mitzvah. But we're, we're shifting everything. The altar is only brought up mitzvahs after three chapters of talking about that the world is absolutely nothingness in relation to Hashem, meaning the world doesn't exist other than Hashem's breath within it. The world is Hashem's breath within it. And like, I've said this a bunch of times already, but like, like we're the ones who have to catch up. Science is the one who told us this already. Science saying that the world is 99.9 bar empty space. This table isn't here. This table is vibrating energy. <laughs> like nothing, every, but, and yet the table is here. So what is the table? The table is Hashem breathing the table into being right now. It's like this shift of like, not starting my, ref, not, of like, can I start seeing my perception of myself, not only where I see myself in the mirror and not only where like the story of my life has led me until now and like this is what it is and this is who I am and whatever, but like can I go a little bit deeper and like start seeing the more expansive picture of myself, of my life. And like the cool thing is like naturally from this like huge place, like everything else kind of falls into place. But like it's like first, like can we go all the way back for a second? Like Hi, morning. Okay. Acha Machshava Vahir Her Bedev Ray Tara Shiba Mayach. When we learn Torah, the words of the Torah and the words that I'm speaking, the words of Torah in my mind and the words of Torah that are speaking through my mouth, and my entire godly soul, which as we know is essentially me, <laughs> but me as I am without the layers of who I often of who my animal soul says that I am it's a very interesting thing to notice that my my godly soul my animal soul aren't like they're two they're two states of consciousness but they're not they're not physical like when I say like this water bottle's here and this bowl of grapes is here right that means that when I'm engaged with my with my with the water bottle I'm not touching the bowl of grapes when I'm touching the bowl of grapes I'm not touching my water bottle right Godly soul and animal soul aren't like that. When I say my godly soul within me, I'm not talking about something that I'm touching. I'm talking about a state of consciousness. I'm talking about a way of perceiving reality, a way of perceiving myself. What's the difference between Mashiach and Galas, Gula and Galas, right? It's the Aleph. It's the perception of the Achdus of everything. We've all experienced this in our own lives at one point or another. It's like you're seeing something one way, and suddenly... You're seeing something a different way and it literally looks like that thing changed. It looks like your reality changed, but it didn't. It's the same exact reality, but your perception of it caused a shift. And like, when we say that my godly soul, we're talking about our godly soul, we're not talking about this thing inside of us that is moving around. We're talking about a state of us being, a state of our being, experiencing ourselves, experiencing life. I always come back to this, but it's like, oh, well, who cares how I'm experiencing life? The purpose of reality is this Ratzon Ha'elyan is all about how we're experiencing life. That, that question would be like a husband saying to a wife, who cares how you see me? No, the purpose of our marriage is for us to be in intimacy with each other. 
when we can tap into that space of our godly soul that's seeing ourselves the way Hashem is seeing us, that's seeing ourselves as we really are, we're engaging with the purpose of all of creation, which is to reveal Hashem, which is to reveal the truth of reality, which is the way that our godly soul sees things. You see that? It's like the full cycle. A little bit of a tangent there. Sorry. Okay. When I'm engaged in a moment of learning Torah, the entirety of myself is mamish united with with this ratzon ha'elyan, and not only as a chariot to a rider. We were talking about chariot as a rider. That the chariots over here and the riders over here, and the chariot goes wherever the rider goes. And that would be like when I use my physical body for a mitzvah. My physical body, it's the chariot to the rider. It's it's literally one with my soul with my troop with where i'm bringing it which is the mitzvah but it's not it's still not technically it could be disconnected from the mitzvah and then go back to doing whatever it was doing right it's there's not that complete fusion here versus whereas when i'm learning tara it's literally like a complete oneness why does learning Torah create that oneness? Because the Torah, because the, Torah, the Halacha, is actually one with that Ratzon Ha'alyan. Um, because every single Halacha is the manifestation, the, the physical Halacha is the manifestation of the Ratzon Ha'alyan. Because thus God willed it. That this thing is kosher or not kosher or permissible or not permissible. And also all of the Torah, all of the written words of Torah are direct manifestations of this Ratzon Ha'alyan. And not, it's not Ratzon Ha'alyan. It's not direct manifestations of Ratzon Ha'alyan. It it is the Ratzon Ha'alyan. The way that we end up perceiving it, the way that we end up engaging with it, that's the manifestation. The Torah itself is one with the Ratzon Ha'alyan. And just before... Actually, let's read this last line. They're not only limbs of the king, which are the mitzvahs, which are the way that we express the Torah, but the Torah itself are actually... Like the mitzvahs are the limbs, but the Torah itself is one with Ratzon Elyon. I was just thinking, ton, 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 welcome to my brain for a second. As I was like learning this, I was like, like, okay, like, like we're, we're, essentially what we're learning is that Ratzon Elyon, which we're equating with the DNA all, of all of reality, right? The, like the, Inner, if you, were to, if you were to look deep within and see the actual, what this table is, what you would find is Ratzon Ha'alyan. You would find Divrei Havaya, which are being breathed from the space of Ratzon Ha'alyan. What is Ratzon Ha'alyan? Hashem's relationship, Hashem's desire to be in love with us. That's Ratzon Ha'alyan. And now what we're saying is that, how, what is also that Ratzon Ha'alyan? Don't eat milk and meat, right? Build a sukkah. Life Human life is precious. And um, I use those three examples. That was kind of subconscious. But it's like the chukim edis mishpatim. The different categories of halacha. The different categories of Torah. That you look at. And some of them like. Or you, some of them you can say. Okay. Oh wow. That makes a lot of sense. Right? The, the, the inner reason. The ratzon ha'elyan of all of reality. Is Hashem's love for us. So of course it makes sense that we shouldn't kill each other. Because the inner reason of all of creation is love. And so of course. Killing is the opposite of love. 
Okay, so that one makes sense. What about everything else? Like, how does this, how does, how does not mixing milk and meat express and manifest this, this love point of relationship between us and Hashem? And I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> but I was just thinking, like, I was noticing in my own question as I was, like, thinking about that and, like, kind of being, like, frustrated by that a little bit. I was noticing, like, the same root as the thought that I think in my own life all the time, which is like, why does it have to be this way? Like, thinking in my own life, like experiences that I have and just being like, hey Hashem, like you could have made it a little bit different. <laughs> like you could have made this a little bit different. Like you had to make it this way, you could have made it a different way. Like Hashem, you're all knowing, you're everything. You could have done everything and you had to make me in this situation. You had to make me in this stage of life. You had to make it this way. You had to, come on, like seriously. And it's like, I was just noticing that it's the same train of thought of like thinking that things should be different than they are. And like, there's this like concept of like that if Hashem were to ask us, instead of asking us to not eat milk and meat, if he were to ask us to chop trees, that's what we would do. And like, just, I wonder if like part of this conversation of like leaning in to the notion (laughs) that like the purpose, not only the purpose, when we say the purpose of creation, we're almost at part two. Purpose is once we say that there is creation. Once there is creation, we can get into the purpose of creation. This is starting at part one. That creation itself, the DNA of creation, is the love between Hashem and Yidin. The expression of that love between Hashem and Yidin is a, is a mitzvah. I don't know why. <laughs> and, I don't, and the same way that I don't know why about that, I also don't know why Hashem created my life to be the way that my life is and created me with the stuff that happened and the stuff that do happen and created the other things that are happening like I don't get it like I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it but I just wonder if like we can find the space inside of ourselves that is this godly soul that sees reality from this place of like the emuna that says Hashem I don't want you because I don't the same way it's like I don't want to do a mitzvah because it feels good that's the farthest thing down the line of like finding the space inside of ourselves and sometimes that comes first sometimes we go to the far like we ask a Jew hey you want to put on tefillin really because that's what we end up doing first right really when in the meantime this comes first the DNA of that person's body is connection between them and Hashem the tefillin are just expressing it right when I can get to a point of hey I want to do a mitzvah not because it feels good but because my life is this connection with Hashem I think that the underlying experience of that is finding this place inside of ourselves that literally like sees reality from a place of of oneness of that my tar- like my target goal like the thing that I'm trying to reach is not this thing that I've decided in my mind is real reality but my target goal is God. My target goal is reality. And reality not my perception of what reality should be but reality the here and the now that Hashem is creating and then it's like when then what happens is that what Elam Hazeh literally becomes Zekeli because I'm still in Elam Hazeh I'm in this I'm in the world of this I'm seeing this but instead of saying oh this is this and I wish it was that I'm saying this is this and this is God and so I will be here and the cool thing is that when we're fully here we don't suddenly not want to be there anymore. When we're here, fully here, we can end up being like Chana Hanaviyah and like Sarah Imenu and like all these people throughout Tara that from this place of present tense living, 
have desire and have passion and have fully moved, like Hannah Hanavia moved in her davening. It was a fully alive experience of I want something else. I want more than just this. But it was the result of being in this. It was the result of being in the now, of being in Elam Haza. That's a reflection of Hashem. So, just, I have two minutes. I'm going to take it for a second. I've just, I was thinking about Rebetzin Chaim Mishka. Like, I've been tripping about it, literally, for the past few days. Just, I've, I've never liked Chav I've never connected to it. I've never been like, oh, Rebetzin Chaim Mishka is so cool. Like, I don't get her, honestly. Like, I just don't get it. And one of the reasons why I never understood it is because I felt like always her stories of her life were just not that, like, like, oh, we hear these stories of her life. It was not, like, huge miracles. Like, she brought the rent to the people, right? Like, we, and her tznius and her chesed. And she was so focused on the person she was focusing on. Like, and I know that it's, like, it's, like, embarrassing to, like, even talk about it. In a way, it's, like, vulnerable to talk about because it's, like, hey, like, like teaching Tanya and I'm, like, shunning her. Like, like, what the heck? But it's always how I felt. And it always, like, led to this, like, disconnection between, like, connecting to her. Because I'm, like, I just don't understand. Like, I don't. And then, but recently I've just been feeling this experience from, about her. It just came to me this week of like noticing. And I think that I started noticing it because I have been learning, um, listening to this podcast by Rezal Nechama Shusterman that she teaches the Sichas of Nanalf and Nanbez, like the Dvar Malchus Sichas in a way that's like mamish, like it's transformative. Like it's like you hear the Rebbe talking about us and like, what does opening your eyes mean? Like opening your eyes isn't like going somewhere else. Opening your eyes is being fully present in your experience of life and seeing it clearly. And like that's Mashiach. And like, anyways, it's really awesome basically. But the cool thing to notice is that when did the Nalfan and Be'a start? When did these Mashiach Sichas start? They started when Rabbi Chaim Mishka passed away. And then I was also noticing, and like why? Because Mashiach is Malchus. Rabbi Chaim Mishka is Malchus. When somebody passes away, their energy is felt more in the world. And so naturally, the Rebbe was essentially using the power of Rebbe Tzanchai Mishka to give us these sikhas. And then you also think back to the beginning of the Rebbe's Nasiyas and how the Rebbe says that the day that I married Rebbe Tzanchai Mishka is the day that I was connected to you, right? And when I, I was just like tripping out on those two things and just noticing how like her life extended and ex- like her legacy is not only her stories, her life was much beyond just the things that she did and the things that she said and like her life was infinite literally infinite both in the before and after and also in the present like and then just to like tie it all together it just was like it was like this like one trip that just ended up leading me to this like experience of noticing that from that place of really realizing the infinity of her life the infinitude of her life what you end up with is the stories of her life what you end up with is a woman who lived presently and passionately in her physical experience of her life. But suddenly when you kind of step back and you realize the infinity going on of this woman, suddenly that story becomes infinite too. The story of her giving rent to the person, the story of how she says, somebody asked her what her favorite moment is and she says, the r- right now is my favorite moment. What was that? She was tapped in to the infinity of her life. That this moment is not just this come and go, passing moment. This moment is where the breath of Hashem is. And I, I will be here. I, like, I will literally be here. So, oh. Oh, I know. Okay. L'chaim uh, 
I brought halacha to read because <laughs> I'm like, this, this is what we're talking about. But anyways, Paratiba Lani Shaki Las Yaakov. I'll read the first line of it of Ketoshochan Aruch. I've set Hashem before me always. This is a fundamental rule of the Torah and of the attributes of the righteous who walk before God. Also, first line of number two of the ice phase of the Antarctic Also, while lying in bed, you should realize before whom you lay, and as soon as you awaken, you should remember the kindnesses of Hashem that were granted to you, that He returned your soul to you. Yeah, by the way, this is from her class. <laughs> Anyways, Lachaim Levracha to finding even a moment in our lives where we can be present in our lives enough to see that the DNA of this moment is Hashem's love for us and to and our love for Hashem, which we don't always access and we don't always talk about that part. I think people were scared to talk about that for some reason. I'm not sure why. You see the Rebbe talking about it all the time. I don't know why. Throughout our schooling, it was always Hashem wants you and not your soul wants him. I don't, I'm not sure. Maybe it was too romantic. <laughs> like, I don't know. But, Lachaim Levracha.